Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. I am so happy to be here with my co-host, Jen Mert. What's up? Oh, yeah, baby. Hey, Monica. How are you? Are you feeling better? You've been a little under the weather these days. I'm fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. (laughs) Okay, good. Keep telling yourself. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. We're so happy you're here and thanks for subscribing and liking and sharing and all the things. Today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. Should you do a preliminary title search prior to listing? I don't know if this question is, should the seller be required to or should the agent be required to? Let's figure that question out first. But in general, do you think this title search should happen before we list a house? Yes. You say yes. And and does this fall on the seller or does this fall on the listing agent? I mean, to me, we're on the same team. So I'm not really sure. Like, well, it costs money. So true. So, I mean, the seller. Okay. So part of selling is you have to incur this expense up front to make sure there's a clear title, is what you're saying. Well, that usually gets paid later on the. Mm-hmm. at the closing. But let's just say that, yeah, I mean, I think that's part of getting your house ready for sale. So like you have to, I think that as a seller and as an agent, we have to make the house available to as many buyers as possible and we have to make it ready to go. So I think part of that is knowing that it's actually saleable, which mm-hmm. was the title search. Okay. I disagree with you. Okay. I think, so um, I'm ending this. Of course, this is Real Estate Fight Club. This is what happens. <laughs> and here's where I just I, I don't disagree that it's good to know that there's a clear title, which in the current process, we obviously get to that point at the proper at the very, very end after everybody spent a bunch of money to get there. It's ridiculous. How common is it that there is a title problem that prevents the sale? That I don't know. You know, I don't know that either. And I think all I can speak to is, you know, the 18 years I've been doing it, it's, I think maybe once has a title problem actually caused the sale not to happen. Not to happen, but it gets delayed and delays cause problems. Sure, sure. But you are going to, it's more common that the deal will fall through during an inspection. So here we're we're spending all this money ahead of the thing that causes the deal to fall down the most. Well, I think we should do pre-inspections too. I think that was like episode two. That was episode two. uh, We we should do pre-inspections because half the time when we were doing them before, the buyers were releasing their inspections based on the one that the sellers got. But that's going to be market-driven too. And maybe Mm -hmm. this is also market-driven Mm-hmm. But I think so when a bank goes to foreclose on a property before they resell it, they do an, a title search. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a little bit different reason, right? Because there could be a lot of other things. I think right. it's especially important to do a title search if you have a property that's had multiple owners, that's been in foreclosure or default in some way, that's an inherited piece of property, like where you don't, 
it's not been your residence for a number of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's where this becomes more important. I agree. Um, but I think too, like if you're going to deliver, like if I'm going to sell something, I'm going to sell my car. Like I want it to be in the best condition as possible. So the buyer can give me what I want, which is the money that I'm asking for the car. And so in this, I mean, I know houses are not cars, but like, I want to give my house the best possible light, which is why I clean it. Look, it's been pre-inspected. It's been, um, there's been a title search on it. Like we are ready to go. All you have to do is say yes. Mm -hmm. Makes it easy, easy peasy. Mm -hmm. Well, but that's ha- that is happening. That is happening just at the point that the title company knows that all parties are on board with buying the house. Yeah, but I mean, we're going to find a buyer. That's why we're putting the house on the market. I mean, we're not putting the house on the market not to sell it. Well, I guess uh, one argument in your favor with your argument is it really sifts out non-motivated sellers. Hello. Because they've got to come up with some money up front. Maybe I've never on the ones we've done. It hasn't been a charge up front. So I don't know, but maybe. So the title company just does it for yeah. free. I mean, if they know they're free. getting the business. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The other, the other case you run into too, is in some parts of the country in some cities, the who chooses the title company. Well, that's what I was going to say here. It's obviously the buyers um, in Cincinnati, but that's uncommon. It's mostly the seller. So it's like in most places, it's a seller. So it's like, okay, well, we're just going to go ahead and get started and make it easier for the buyer to close. Like it is my goal at, as the czar S of real estate, my, one of my goals will be to make the process shorter. There's no reason that this has to take so long. And part of it, a week of it is this title search. Well, let's just do it ahead of time. Well, let's just do all of it. Let's get the appraisal. Let's get the inspection. Let's let's spend $3,000 to get your house ready to sell. You want to sell it, right? Yeah. Okay. We would do the appraisal, except that the bank won't allow it. But if the bank allowed it, I think you should do all of that. Get it ready to sell. Have the people really actually qualified, like through underwriting before they can even put an offer on the house. It's ridiculous the amount of time that all this crap takes. You need to go to your corner right now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a short break. Can can we please? (laughs) I need you breathing. I need you breathing. (laughs) I can barely breathe, Monica. You know that. (laughs) Um, Let's take a short break. Hear a word from our partners. And when we return, I'm going to knock Monica's ass out. I have always had a coach and sometimes even two or three at the same time. But a couple of months ago, I was feeling stuck. Like I felt unmotivated or burnt out or something. It just wasn't right. And I knew that I needed to find a coach. So I started my search. I went all over the internet. I went to all the Facebook groups. I asked all my friends who they used. And I finally found John Kitchens. And since working with him, I have gotten my mojo back. He holds me accountable. He keeps me focused. He drives results. And I am excited to announce that he's stepped up and partnered with us on this podcast. So if you're looking to get your mojo back, head over to coachkitchens.com, click on book a call and use code fight club to get a free business assessment. 
Hi, guys. It's Monica Weekly, the founder of GhostPoster.com. Hey, have you ever wondered what should I post today? I know I need to post on Facebook about real estate. I just don't know what to post. If you've ever thought about that, GhostPoster.com solves that for you. Fresh new ideas in your email every day and a library of hundreds of real estate related posts that'll help you earn more referrals, save time, brand yourself, get great engagement and eliminate all the stress. Go to GhostPoster.com, use code Fight Club to get $50 off your annual membership. That's G-H-O-S-T-P-O-S-T-R.com. All right. Welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside the ring. Jennifer Merlin is way more passionate about this concept than I am. We're talking about should you do a preliminary title prior to listing a house? I yes. say no. Yes. It's all part of the process. You need to get through the inspection to make sure all parties are still on board. And then you can just do a quick title search and you're off to the finish line. Quick title search. And then boom, something pops up. It's ridiculous. Look, you ready to sell? Or are you not? Is the house worth it? What you're asking or is it not? Is it ready to go? Has it been inspected? Like, let's get all this shit taken care of. Are you as a buyer pre-qualified uh, through underwriting actually able to buy a house. I don't want to wait around for hours, hours, weeks. <laughs> okay, weeks. Let, me, let me present this little angle that I don't think you're thinking about. Okay, hook me up, sister. I think that while I have had some title issues come up, when you're in the 11th hour of the deal, it is more likely that the seller will do what it takes to fix that thing since we're right at the finish line. I think it puts the appropriate level of pressure on the seller to go ahead and pay the lien off or, or whatever it they're going to fix it or not fix it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I agree with you. It puts more pressure on them, but it also puts more pressure on them. Why give them the pressure? You either want to sell or you don't want to sell. And if, if a title, a preliminary title search causes you not to sell the property, either it wasn't going to sell, it probably wasn't going to sell anyway. Oh, uh, well, that's what my point is, is that, I don't know them before I invest my money in it. But they might, they might have already moved their stuff out. They might have already bought something. So they're going to fix it. Where if they had the options, oh, let's just not move. Oh, that's motivation. It, losing the listing. I disagree. Then they weren't going to sell. They were going to come up with something else ridiculous. I don't know that that's true. I don't know. That's true. I don't think we have data. We don't have data. <laughs> we need data. It's true. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. I have a, a headache. headache now from this. <laughs> yes. I literally have gotten a headache during this episode. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> All right, guys, we're curious. What do you guys think? Do you think that would make life easier? Are you on team Jen on this? I think yes. you might actually get some team Jen on this one. I you hope know. so. I just think the system is fine and it should stay the way it is. That's so dumb. There it is. If you're drinking, if you're playing the real estate fight club drinking game, Jen says, dumb, drink up, drink up. All right, guys, uh, go to our Facebook uh, page or our Instagram page. That's real estate fight club podcast and give us some feedback. Let us know, ask a question, tell us what you think, all of the good things, everything. And uh, make sure you share this episode with a friend. And if you're interested to learn more about EXP or you have want to reach out to me and Monica, you can give us a call at 513-400-1691. Thanks, Monica. See you next time. Bye. Oh.
Hey, we have Amber Allred back. Hey, Amber. Well, hey, Jennifer. How you doing? Good. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. I wore my best scrubs today. Yes. If you're not, if you're only listening to this, head over to the YouTube channel, the Real Estate Fight Club YouTube channel and check out Amber's look today. <laughs> Jeez, Lou. All right, Amber. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you ready to be the tiebreaker? Oh, gosh. Is it a tiebreaker? Oh, wow. I didn't realize I was the tiebreaker. This is exciting. <laughs> All right. Do you think that the sellers should do a preliminary title search prior to putting the house on the market? Oh, gosh, that is a good question. If you would have asked me a month ago, I would have said no. Oh, oh. what happened? Well, I had something come up recently. Tell me. Okay. So I've got clients who are selling a house that they have inherited from a sudden death in the family. Okay? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does. And they inherited the house, but the attorney took the house out of the estate and put it into their name. So now anything that is weird, I thought so too, but you know, I'm not an attorney, but attorney either, but that yeah, sounds weird. Okay. Like in attorney jail all the time. Anyway, <laughs> You're um, not in realtor jail all the time. That's true. You're right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so um, they had asked me if it was a good idea. I didn't even think about it. It's not something I normally did. I just thought, well, they'll right. find, you know, the buyers, buyers pick the title company around, you know, Southwest Ohio. So we'll just find out, you know, right. and typically there's not any issues that come up. I mean, it's kind of rare, right? That right. Issues. Yeah. So we, Aware that a difficult issue comes up. I mean, you have issues that are easy, oh, but yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. But like a big difficult issue is kind of a, a more of a rarity. Right. Right. So, um, so the husband actually had mentioned it. He said, do you think we should do a title search on the house just to make sure there's nothing against this property? And, um, and I was like, you know, that's probably a really good idea. Let me call my buddy down at Fidelity. We all know. Dave Shout Kennedy. out. Shout Dave out Dave Kennedy. Kennedy. Yep. Fidelity <laughs> land title. He's great. He is. So they didn't do a full title search because that costs money, but they did do a preliminary one just to see what they could find on an initial search in the databases that they have available to them. Okay. And it turned out that there were three liens oh. the property, including one medical bill and one reverse mortgage, which she didn't oh. know about, but it was oh they had they knew. And so, you know, here it is. Now it's a this house is in her name and guess what those are against her not the estate so you know while it doesn't change the outcome of everything what i do think it did is help prepare for what moves we were going to make next and we were able to let the buyers know hey listen we would really strongly advise you use our title company because they've already done a search. They're aware of the situation and they can already be working on it. Well, so, I'm interested to hear is like, because I think that in where we live in Southern Ohio, it is, it is common for the buyer to choose the title company. But I think in most of the rest of the places, it is the seller. Is I'd be curious seller. if they are doing title, like, are they doing preliminary title searches? If so, when? And I wonder why we're like the last one standing on the buyer's choosing, because honestly, it makes no sense. Well, it is kind of strange because you would think that since the sellers have owned the house, they would be the, they're the ones getting the title. I mean, they have to do 
the title company still brings up the buyer, looks for any name changes or if they have any tax liens or things like that, but that's not against the property, that's against the person. And the person selling the property, the, the sellers or the owners would probably want to know, do they have something outstanding against this property that maybe yeah. they weren't aware of? But if you're the buyer, if you're the buyer, you want your company to be the one that insures it. So I guess it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Yeah, I mean, that's true too, but we're also, uh, we don't also require owner's title insurance here. Right, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Some places do require that, even though I always do recommend, highly recommend it, especially in situations like this too, like getting title insurance. But again, like it doesn't, for her, it's not going to change the outcome. We still have to get the house sold as quickly as possible to release these liens. But like, it was a good opportunity for them to go, oh man, we didn't realize this and now right. they can process it and we are aware now we're not finding out in the middle of the deal right. you know 10 days before closing and then the buyer goes well crap i'm not taking this house this has got stuff attached right to it. exactly you have time to work on it before now yeah. you're back to the drawing board so we were able to know these things pass it along say this is why we want you to choose you know, and, and disclose some of the information. So it was helpful. Well, let me ask you though, now that this has happened to you, does it change your view on if title searches should be done or do you think like maybe they should be done under certain circumstances or what is your point of view? Oh, that is a good question because, you know, I do think this was kind of a specific, this is the first, no, I'd say it's the first time it's, the second time in my years, so many years, five years, years. <laughs> I'm doing this. The second time that something really big has come up yeah. for the sellers. So if it to answer your question about does it change my mind, will I now be moving forward and saying we need to do preliminary title searches on every property? I don't know that it's going to completely change my mind. I think that it I think it's something I can talk to the sellers about and I can say, is this something you'd like to do? Do you have any concerns? And certainly if it's an estate or a probate or something of that nature, I will absolutely do right. it. Yeah, sure. because you never know what's attached to something, especially if it's not your house. Yeah, and I think also it can give the buyer a little peace of mind too. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, listen, we already went through the preliminary title search on this. Mm -hmm. It's showing that the title is clear. Right. And so we can now offer that as like, you're, this is one little piece of the puzzle that you don't right. have to worry about. So right. I do think it can be a good marketing, you know, marketing. Um, Potentially, yeah. Potential, right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Amber, I always appreciate you being on. It's lovely, of course. Let me ask you a question, though. Who? Oh, the tables. Am I Team turned. Monica or Team Jennifer? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm not telling you. You'll have to listen. Oh, dang. Because, you know, like, um, <laughs> I go back and forth, as I, you know. Like half, half of each. You're mostly Monica, I think, right? Well, it, de it has depended on the subject, but I do tend to, like, there's certain things that I definitely am team Monica. Yeah. There's some things where I'm like, mm, Jennifer, she oh. had a good point there. <laughs> Angry you are that day. Who's team you're on? <laughs> it depends on how much you're fighting. And then I'm like, ooh, I'm on Jen's side. She's going to fight somebody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Amber, if people have a referral for you in Cincinnati, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, they could call me if they like, or you know what? They could text Nobody me. calls people anymore. No one calls people. How about they text me? Okay. Okay, 513-814-5500. Mm -hmm. 
4044 or they can just text you and you can text me that's true that's true whatever (laughs) and i actually did call people today prospecting and they picked up so people do answer they do they do oh and they were nice you know (laughs) nobody killed me all right amber thank you you're welcome see ya Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.